Chapter 102 of Summa Contra Gentiles, First Book on God, by St. Thomas Aquinas, translated by the Fathers of the English Dominican Province. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 102 That God's happiness is perfect and singular, surpassing all other happiness. Furthermore, from what has been said, we are able to consider the excellence of the divine happiness. For the nearer a thing is to happiness, the more perfectly it is happy. Hence, although a person be called happy on account of his hope of obtaining happiness, his happiness can nowise be compared to the happiness of one who has already actually obtained it. Now that which is happiness itself is nearest of all to happiness, and this has been proved to be true of God. Therefore he is singularly and perfectly happy. Again, since joy is caused by love, as was proved, where there is greater love, there is greater joy in possessing the thing loved. Now, other things being equal, every being loves itself more than another, a sign of which is that the nearer a thing is to one, the more is it naturally loved. Therefore God rejoices more in his own happiness, which is himself, than the other blessed in their happiness, which is not themselves. Therefore his happiness sets his desire more at rest and is more perfect. Further, that which is by essence transcends that which is by participation. Thus the nature of fire is found to be more perfect in fire itself than in that which is ignited. Now God is happy essentially, and this can apply to no other, for nothing besides him can be the sovereign good, as may be gathered from what has been said. Hence it follows that whosoever besides him is happy is happy by participation. Therefore, God's happiness surpasses all other happiness. Moreover, happiness consists in the perfect operation of the intellect, as we have proved. Now no other intellectual operation is comparable with his operation. This is evident not only from its being a subsistent operation, but also by the one operation God understands himself perfectly as he is, as well as all things, both those which are and those which are not, both good and evil. Whereas in other intelligent beings their act of understanding themselves is not subsistent, but the act of a subsistence. Nor can anyone understand God, the supremely intelligible, as perfectly as he perfectly is, since no one's being is perfect as the divine being is perfect, and no being's operation can be more perfect than its substance. Nor is there any other intellect that knows all those things, even which God can make, for then it would comprehend the divine power. Moreover, whatsoever things another intellect knows, it knows them not all by one same operation. Therefore, God is incomparably happy 
above all things. Again, the more united a thing is, the more perfect its power and goodness. Now, a successive operation is divided according to various portions of time. Wherefore, its perfection can nowise be compared with the perfection of that operation which is simultaneously whole without any succession, especially if it pass not away in an instant, but abide eternally. Now, the divine act of intelligence is void of succession, since it exists eternally, simultaneously whole. Whereas our act of understanding is successive, forasmuch as it is accidentally connected with continuity and time. Therefore God's happiness infinitely surpasses man's, even as the duration of eternity surpasses the passing now of time. Again, weariness and the various occupations which in this life must needs interrupt our contemplation, wherein especially consists human happiness, if there be any in this life. Errors, doubts, and the various misfortunes to which the present life is subject, all these show that human happiness, especially in this life, cannot bear comparison with the happiness of God. Moreover, the perfection of the divine happiness may be gathered from the fact that it comprises all manner of happiness in the most perfect way. In regard to contemplative happiness, it contains the most perfect everlasting consideration of himself and other things. And in regard to active happiness, it comprises the governance, not of one man's life, or of one household, or city, or kingdom, but of the whole universe. False and earthly happiness is but a shadow of that most perfect happiness. For it consists of five things, according to Boethius, namely, pleasure, wealth, power, honor, and renown. But God has the most supreme pleasure in himself, and universal joy in all good things, without any admixture of the contrary. For wealth he possesses in himself an all-sufficiency of all good things, as we have proved above. For power he has infinite might. For honor he has supremacy and governance over all things. For renown he has the admiration of every intellect which knows him in any degree whatever. To him, therefore, who is singularly happy, be honor and glory for ever and ever. Amen. End of chapter 102 Read by Michael Shane Craig Lambert, L.C. End of Summa Contra Gentiles First Book on God by St. Thomas Aquinas Translated by the Fathers of the English Dominican Province